You know what this means? In a world of nothing, of barren hills and cracked earth, and once proud oceans drained to sand, there will still be a monument to our existence, bleached by the sun perhaps, and blunted by time, but everlasting. Because this man represents all that is eternal in the human experience. The courage to stand for a nation when all others fail or turn away. The strength to recognize the value of freedom and to accept its cost no matter how great. Through the curtain of the aurora, a comet blazes to herald his arrival. And his victories shall be transcribed into every language known to history, including Klingon. Number one eater in the world, I give you America itself. TC and Jake. Hey, 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 Jake. How's it going, man? How's your day? How's your family? <laughs> well, so you did that twice now, um, and I'm going to tell you the same thing I told you the first time uh, oh. before the call drop, which is, you know, fuck you. Oh, that's what you said before? Yeah. It's damaging, hurtful. Yeah, that's that's what people who talk like that deserve. Not approaching me in the spirit in which I have, uh, <laughs> you know, approached you. No, absolutely not. How's the uh, mouse doing? Uh, I didn't actually meet the mouse. The, <laughs> I, uh, I know. The, the wife and kid did. I assume she told you about that snafu. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you want to lay it out there? Well, I, uh, I, I had complained on her Instagram I wasn't seeing enough pictures of you on the rides. <laughs> <laughs> and so she sent me a picture of you standing in line. And then the next text uh, seemed certainly to be like to someone else, like you know, nothing crazy, but just like, uh, it was like, uh, the house is actually pretty cool. You should come through. And I was like, it's pretty far. I don't think I will. <laughs> and uh, then, like six hours later, she was like, "This is really funny." Uh, I was I was so pissed that Jake wasn't coming to Mickey's house, but now it's I know it's because because uh, I didn't text Jake about Mickey's house. No, she did not. She did not. And I was like, I was confused, but there was a lot going on at the time, so I was yeah. like, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't, I just wanted to sit here. I guess. Yeah. Um. Probably uh, should have done Minnie instead of Mickey, if we're being honest. Mm. I think Nora's a little freaked out by Mickey in person. Ooh. Um, the line, one of them said, like, Minnie's line said it was a lot longer, but I was tracking and they were the same. I saw people going, that's what I do. <laughs> the other thing I do. You're so great. The other thing I, I did that I, I realized I'm pretty good at is. Um, like looking at, I, I want to challenge the Disney projected wait time. Okay. And so what I would do is, you know, and, and spoiler, they're, they're pretty dead on. Yeah. I, I don't know how they're so. updating that um, in such real time, but I would look at how many people could go into, like, for example, the Dumbo ride. Mm -hmm. There were, I think there were 18 available Dumbos. Mm-hmm. And I was grouping people based on twos, and I would just look at how many people were going in each round, and then I timed out how long from when they opened the gate to when those people exit the gate. 
and I could get like a good idea, like exactly of when we were going to be in there. And I did that four or five times and it was a real thrill. You ever wonder where your daughter's autism comes from? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Not really, but I was like, oh, look. I'm, I so anyways, I had a chart. <laughs> yeah, so because I used to do this from my from the exit where I would get on 35 to 206, Aquarina Springs was 222 miles. Of course it is. And I had it broken down, you know, to where like the exact minutes I needed to hit every 11 miles. Mm-hmm. And to where I could like make it in the time. So I would always just do it on like a, you know, that's an easy one to keep track of. Um, so yeah, it was, anyways, it was a fun <laughs> trip. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you had a blast. <laughs> <laughs> it, it honestly was, it was pretty cool. It was, it was pretty great. Is that your first time in that part of California or you kind of been there? Your brother has sort of lived in the jet, like he lived in Orange County, right? He lived in San Clemente. That's Orange County. I don't know if that's... Oh, is it? Okay. That's the yeah, heart. but I mean... I mean, not the heart, but, you know, yes. I definitely. don't know, man. I mean, it doesn't feel that different from Ventura. Like, yeah. I know Ventura's further up there. The it's Ventura, the other side of LA, Oaks. but it's probably a similar yeah. distance. Yeah, I believe that's correct. Um, but Ventura and Huntington Beach are pretty similar. Huntington Beach is a little more lively, but not... Not much. I mean, Oxnard obviously sucks, but Ventura's mm. nice. Uh, uh, San Clemente, there's a community next to, or maybe even within San Clemente called Dana Point. And, yeah, I've uh, heard of that. One of the uh, kids I went to excel with, uh, he got sent there from, I think it was, it might be San Clemente Dan, uh, High School or it might be Dana Point High School. He lived in one and went to high school in the other, whatever. Uh, and his first period every morning was not at the school. For a PE credit, they just met down at the beach. Dude, I saw probably 20 kids a day. Like, we had a house. Um, I guess it was probably about a half a mile from the beach. You definitely nice. could walk it. And we had, I saw probably 20 kids a day walking in front of that house. So, this is Friday and Saturday. Saturday, probably more that were 15 or younger, probably 10 to 15, just walking with their surfboard. No shoes. What a fucking life. No shoes, no shirt, just a board in the bottom part of the wetsuit up. They're just Jesus walking. Christ. Or perhaps they're, uh, they're on a skateboard being pulled behind a, a kid on like a beach cruiser while they have the board. It's just, I mean... I don't know. I don't know how you grow up with anything other than, as I said today, I think I think Big Cat was the first one that I heard point this out. But, you know, we're all afraid of the teen, but there is no beast. There is no species, at least in this country, like the Southern California junior high high school kid. Mm-hmm. And they've got they're, it right. They're apex fucking predators. <laughs> yeah, they truly are. Uh, every word, like you, it's it, whenever you grow up, you come to understand how everything you're doing is just downstream from Southern California. Yeah, for sure. Like all the words that we used, all the stuff that we watched, like and it's like just a bunch of skate time, videos that were made yeah. in Southern California. That's your whole life. Maybe by the time like we got, you know, not, obviously we're not really like early internet, but like I would say the only thing that like somewhat changed my regional affiliations was like regional hip-hop 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, because like you would start using words that people in New York or New Orleans used. But for the yeah. most part, and particularly anything guitar based, 100% those kids. Yeah. Like that's just all it is. And yeah, I mean, I was. That's why the- I like it out there, dude. I feel like it's, it's, it's what our life's going to be six years from now, whether we like it or not. You know, like just yeah. everything comes <laughs> yeah. from there. Yeah. And I was, uh, so. Saturday to work backward, we we, were, we spent the whole day on the beach. Like we went to a place down there nice. for late breakfast, early lunch, like 10. We didn't leave until almost six. Um, Huntington Beach is a nice beach. And, you know, it was a Saturday. So I got the sense that most of the people down there lived there or around there. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily like a huge destin. Like, you know, that's not where you're like – Hey, I'm going to go here and spend a week in Huntington Beach, you know? Yeah, you're looking for Santa Monica, Malibu, right. et cetera. Yeah, so most of the people there, you know, it was like groups of teens or people my age who also look 10 times fucking cooler than me and their kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, like I was walking at one point uh, to go take a dump in what was easily top five nastiest bathroom. I could send you a picture of it if you want. Please, yeah. It's a beach, I mean, a beach bathroom. You're not, it's going to be bad. It's going to be really bad. You're sharing it with several different varieties of crab. (laughs) This is true. Uh, Let's see here. TC. So I was going to go to this bathroom because I mean, that's, there's no time where I go eight hours without that. You know, it's just, that's not the cards. Me? Yeah. It doesn't look that bad in this picture, but you got to remember I was barefoot. Oh, yeah, that's a fun... <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you always find it at the beach, but there's something about the prison-style metal toilet that really yeah, brings it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, no, eight hours, no fucking way, dude. No See, way. See, I, if I'm, especially like vacation, my body can just be like, dude, we'll catch up with that later. I could go like three days. No, no, absolutely not. That's horrible. Ugh, just hearing that, impacted fecal matter. <laughs> So when I but when I was walking there and it was like maybe five minute walk because it's sand mm-hmm. and like uh, you know there's really not like a clear path to walk on the beach you know I mean everyone's it's kind of fin for yourself you know like people are playing soccer other than like the volleyball courts because there were like sand volleyball courts obviously those need like boundaries mm-hmm. and they were gridded out there was probably twelve of them that was pretty cool but like these kids were like. Almost like doing a uh, like a make fun of a kid whose ball they stole with like me being the kid whose ball they stole, but like it wasn't my ball. <laughs> <laughs> They're like throwing it over my head and then like running routes like near me. You're just so like lucky just, they didn't have a camera to just clown me. I was like, I'm just walking, guys. Like I'm not, I'm not here. I'm not. I didn't tell you to turn it down or anything. You'd be all over TikTok just projecting. Right now. Yeah, I would be. Fuck, I might be. I don't know. Um, yeah, we just stayed there all day, and it was awesome. That's beautiful. I, the uh, water is, you know, you're probably not going to go swimming for very long, but I definitely respected whim. And just got too in cold. For a, yeah. A couple of 60-second plunges. Most people have wetsuits on. Yeah, watch out. Eric's going to get mad. He gets mad every time I mention that the Pacific Ocean is cold. <laughs> <laughs> um, Let it go. I uh I I can see the beach right now as we're talking a different beach 
Not even an ocean. Uh, I was having an extended conversation with my nephew about what exactly is a gulf. And uh, it seemed like the internet was nearly as puzzled as we are. But, uh, you know, it is a gulf. But I I had a, a bit of a personal epiphany, I think, about why I, I do like it a lot. You know, like I'm, I'm like you. If, if I were down there, I would get in. Um, and I think it's like uh, it's kind of the only time that my ADD turns off. Like my body is doing enough that it's like sufficiently occupied that I don't have like the rat brain going of like, I'm bored. Let's find something else. Like uh, every other time, like if I'm on land, unless I'm like watching a movie and even then like it better be a good movie or like mm. playing video games or whatever, like there's some voice in my head that's be like, about to get bored, got to do something else, fucking find something. Attention, attention, attention. And uh, I can just stay out in the water for a while and like just be with my thoughts. It's the only like... You know, I, I had this epiphany wall uh, not in the water, so I, it is possible for me to think other places, but it was like uh, I had to lay down with Izzy to put her to bed. Um, and so, like, I it, like the rat was, like, screaming in my head, like, we got to get out of here. We got to do, go do something more interesting. And I was, like, that was whenever I was, like, really noticing it. And I was like, you know, there was a point today where I didn't feel like this, which is rare for me. Uh, it was while I was in the water. And then I, you know, I do love the water. It is quite special. Yeah, I mean, I think that's part of, um, that's part of why they recommended the cold. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's maybe less completely what you're talking about, but like the idea is like, it's pretty tough not to think about how it's cold. <laughs> so yeah. if it's kind of the same thing with like breathing is that it's easier to not get fixated on one thing if you have like a thing to go back to. Mm -hmm. And so as you're thinking about something, you know, you let your thoughts pass rather than uh, drill down on them, which typically means worry about them because your breath is supposed to bring you back. Well, when you're in like 58, I don't know what it is, 60 degree water, mm -hmm. like it, you don't think about anything too long before you're like, man, fuck, it's cold. Yeah. Yeah. Something and I mean, cold. I was, I was starting the, I, I kind of like felt this to some, like I just didn't, I I made the connection whenever we were in Montana. Yeah, that's I was, what I was uh, gonna say. Yeah, I was I was having a real good time, feeling very loose and conversational, but a tad bit paranoid. Uh, and I just kind of like hopped in the water and realized that I was stopped feeling paranoid, like just. But you know, so I I sort of understood that then. But uh, it's not just like drug induced paranoia that it solves. It's also like just the the voices in my head constantly that are like you know the the little hamster that's running on the wheel, he gets off the wheel and just takes a fucking nap. If 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 my because like just to keep your body like kind of stable, you know. I I what you're saying of like the temperature is certainly a factor. Um, but like uh you know just just kind of like maintaining stasis to some degree, like as everything around you is moving, is like just engaging you enough that like that brain activity that's usually devoted to those other stuff is is engaged and it's it's nice um i'm trying to think i mean i told this story in the air today there's a somewhat awkward aerial situation <laughs> oh boy how'd so, Nora handle the plane it's her first plane yeah she's flown to lafayette twice oh that's right yeah now that's an hour flight mm -hmm. this is a little over three 
Um, she was fine. The way back, A+, plus. the way there, she had about a two-minute situation where she started kicking the guy's chair in front of her. <laughs> Hell but yeah. he, was, he was cool, and we were like, just, we're sorry, give us a second, and she she calmed down. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, yeah, we haven't seen the new Little Mermaid, and it probably won't for a while, as someone we know uh, told us maybe wait a little bit. Well, yeah, you know, a con <laughs> account of the casting. No, I don't oh. think that's why you guys left. Left? We didn't I was leave. T- oh, I was told that it there was a maybe this is a little advanced, and the, maybe a kid was kind of scared. She was definitely scared. We didn't leave. I mean, she was okay. she's fine. Dude. She she doesn't get phased by much, but afterwards was kind of like, <laughs> do you guys promise not to make me see that again? Mm. <laughs> that was the big yeah. thing. And yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, we. We can make that promise. <laughs> so I don't I don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh so it's not like during it. it that she was like crying or freaking out or anything like that. She kind of just would like get up, like, you know, go walk to my mom or like walk to me, you know, whatever. Like just kind of whatever. That was her big reaction, you know. She's chill. So uh <laughs> Nora is aware they have a new aerial, mm-hmm. but I don't it didn't really Phaser. I mean, it was more of a, is that the new aerial when we saw the commercial? Yes. And that was pretty much it. Disney made the right choice with this one. <laughs> but the problem is they didn't, it's not that Ariel is black. It's that Ariel, like her gear, her, her w- wardrobe is different. Mm-hmm. Ki- kinda. And so at the park, you know, there's like, uh, there's a few different ways you can run into the princesses. Well, one of them is just like, uh, there's a line and you can wait, and there's three of them, like, inside. It almost, it's kind of hard to explain, but it's it's not outside. It's an inside attraction. The yeah. line is outside, but you go in. It's like a the, ride, but there's no ride. There's just a person standing there. You take a picture with them. Three of them yeah, in different, like, stations. And you don't really know what you're going to get. That one was one way. She was real stoked about that. Uh, other times, they're just walking around. And that was uh, that was pretty cool mm-hmm. because I think maybe because of you guys, uh, she's really into Brave. Okay. Yeah, so we certainly we, had a phase. She saw Marita and got to get a picture with Marita and a hug with Marita. That was uh, big. Merida, dude. Come on. Whatever. All I know is she's the lady that's in uh, that was in Boardwalk Empire. I was just furious when I found out that the red-headed Disney princess isn't Irish. Is she not? She's Scottish. Oh, uh, okay. The fucking enemy, dude. I can't tell the difference. I don't know. I know. Those, those I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and in this, this one, though, was like a pop-up, the aerial one. It was like we were just walking by something else, and they had a little area with a sign that said, like, meet Ariel uh, in 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And there was a line already, so I was like, all right, well, this line's not that long. She shows up in 20 minutes, and we're, you know, 10 minutes back. Like, whatever, we'll take a little break here. She was also getting kind of antsy. You know, it's a long day, man. I don't know how people see those fireworks at 9 o'clock. Like, yeah. if you've got a, a Go small later. kid. And, Start later. Which was hard, though, because we're still, like, on central time. 
Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. so like we're thinking, damn, I don't know, like how long I can keep her out of this thing. Like she's pretty asking much eleven it. p.m. fireworks at that point. <laughs> yeah, so we were there for like almost eight hours. We were there yeah. for eight hours, and you know, left at six thirty. But anyways, so I'm like, all right, let's wait. And there's a bench. Kristen and Nora go sit on it, and now I'm in this line, and Ariel does come out like twenty minutes later, and they've got uh, you know, like a a backdrop set up. And they've got a like a big chair that she can sit in, and you know the other thing too. And like I'm not, this is not. <laughs> I feel like really immoral that I even have to say this. This is not a joke. Um, there are a lot of special needs kids at Disneyland, and they are legit mm-hmm. having the best moment of their life. Of course, and it is pretty cool, actually. You know, like their parents are probably having to deal with a lot to get that done. Um, it ain't easy to navigate. Uh, with a kid in a wheelchair and you've got the other siblings there and you know that was honestly like it's as corny as the whole Disney existence really is to me it was it's pretty cool so it's nice yeah so um, you know obviously they go to the front of the line I'm not complaining Uh, (laughs) so uh, right around the time that the uh, other line opens up you know, now it's been about 20 minutes and she's wearing like, I don't really know. I, it's obviously not a mermaid costume, but it's not like the aerial dress for when she's like human and accepted as a human. It's kind of like they have her wearing something that looks like, you've seen it. Like, I don't know how to describe It's like a tattered looking like swim cover up almost. Like but in the anyway, movie, she's got like a corset, like a white, whitish, bluish kind of like corset that then gets like thrown around by the waves. Is is it that or is it kind of? It's not that. Okay. It ain't that. To be honest with you, dude, it looks like something Sideshow Bob would wear. <laughs> That's a, a surprising choice. I'm just saying like it looks like real torn up and like maybe not Sideshow Bob, but it, it just looks really, yeah, I'm looking at this picture here where he has like the, this torn up shirt on and it just looks weird. But it is the color. Like, it's light blue. Mm-hmm. But Nora was like, she's not wearing the dress. Mm-hmm. And Nora had the dress on. <laughs> and so, As we're speaking, yeah. she's wearing the dress. She's like, what the fuck? She wore it to the yeah, park. fair enough. So she's like, she doesn't have the dress on. And I'm like, all right, well, I mean, I don't care. So if you guys want to bail, like, I've only, I've been standing here 20 minutes. That's nothing. The whole day is about waiting. So now we have the awkward deal of me being the guy who, within about 90 seconds of new Ariel emerging, mm-hmm. I'm like, no way. And I'm fighting my way back <laughs> through the line to exit with my family as looking like I've had enough. Yeah. <laughs> not, not my Ariel. <laughs> That's exa- Dude, I mean, I'm just trying to say, like, if I were looking at this objectively from outside, I would have been like, that guy's a fucking flaming hey man, racist. What, what the fuck? What the fuck? I was only standing in line to see which one they would bring out. Yeah. It didn't That's look amazing. good. It did not look good. Did you uh did you go on any of the coasters? No, because I mean she doesn't want to do that. She's not even she's barely tall enough for most of them. Mm-hmm. Um and she doesn't she's she's an anxious, a little bit anxious kid. She yeah. did Dumbo and there was a moment where we did it. We had to kind of talk her into it. And she said, I thought this would be scary, but it's good. 
That's nice. I'm like, yeah, no, that's a pretty straightforward assessment there. <laughs> yeah, no, I am I am recalling Spring Grape Fest. She was going mm-hmm. on some of the rides, but didn't 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 have the vigor that I'm familiar with. Yeah. Uh, now she was really excited about the Finding Nemo ride, which I was terrified about. What was the Finding Nemo ride? It's a fucking submarine. <laughs> oh, the claustrophobia. It's an actual, like, I mean, it's a submerged vessel. Like, it's wow. underwater. Like, they do have <laughs> your the top. The top part is above water, the very top part. So there is, like, a thing open. But That's it nice. is not very open, and there's a guy in there. Like, he's a, a guy manning that post or something. I mean, it's underwater, dude, and it's tight. And <laughs> I was like, man, I don't know about this at all. And she really had no problem with it. So that was good. But it was a cool ride. I mean, yeah. It's, I, it's, claustrophobia is usually one of those things that it takes a while, right? Like to onset. Like you didn't feel that way when you were her, her age, did you? No. Yeah. No, I don't I don't remember. You know, the it's first an old time man's I, game. It is, although like I will tell you that like my football helmet always made me feel kind of weird. Really? Yeah, like just being like, ah. I don't know, especially as I got older, like high school time. I'm like, yeah, that's is that what kind of held you back? Kind of trapped in here. Yeah. Other than that, it was four Maybe or five all the day. Burn orange, if not. Yeah. Um, I guess that's pretty much all I got from Disney. I mean, it was it was a great time. That's wonderful. Um, and then on the way home, I read the CNN article <laughs> about Disney. What CNN article? Oh, uh, you don't know about the I'm not Atlantic- into the news. Dude, it's amazing. Oh, about the guy? I did. I read the first paragraph of like the, the Atlantic expose of the dude who took over CNN. And I still don't know if his name is Chris Light or Chris Lick. Lit or Licked. Licked is funnier. Let's just it go is. with Licked. It is awesome. Yeah, I mean, it was either that or read uh, 50 tweets of an insane woman who sent pictures of her butthole to Jinx. And I'm fine with my choices. Yeah, I mean, you sent me the one, and it appeared to be quote tweeted like as part of another thread, and I was just like, I can't do. There's this. There's like four nestled threads. You gotta, you gotta work hard, and you gotta set aside at least thirty minutes. Yeah, I couldn't do that. But to uh, hear about like why God told this woman that she should send all that stuff to the guy that makes edit videos, he's made reference himself before. But like she talked about of just him being homeless. And there's something that's really enchanting about like just some homeless guy sitting somewhere like editing stuff on his phone. And then like that's what like determines your and I's vibe for a week or two. Yeah, there really is. <laughs> that yeah. feels right. That feels like yeah. America. <laughs> <laughs> that like my thoughts are being you know influenced and there's a I'm in a feedback loop with a, a homeless guy working on his Android. I mean, I, I way prefer that over uh, a 14 oh, yeah. year old named Zane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, prefer He's that shaping, over Zane. Shaping my culture and uh, prefer that over a CIA operative. Yeah, telling yeah, you know, I I hope that it's it's really him and not just whatever. But whatever you're reading, the I mean. It's a long thread. It would take so much effort to make up something like that. Uh, and then, like, the the chick has an account, uh, you know, that's, like, Ben Active or whatever. 
Um, so I, I, I think it's all real, but like everything about the Twitter account crack connoisseur that we're discussing, uh, makes like, it's all like, there might be another level. I don't know. There might be 20 more levels. I don't know. <laughs> you know, like I, I don't know what any of this is. I don't know if any of it's real. I don't know what's going on. Like, uh, and I, that's kind of the fun, the, uh, the ambiguity, the, uh, you know, possibilities are endless nature of it is uh, one thing that I like about uh, following Jinx. I have to tell you at least a few things from this article, though. Yeah, please do. I'll read the article, but I, I want to hear about it from you as well. I mean, it's maddening, and I think I... I don't think this was entirely intentional, but it was certainly uh, fortuitous for the Atlantic. Having it come out right after everyone is mainlining succession and succession content... Mm-hmm. That was good for them. <laughs> yeah. Because all I could think about when I'm reading it is like, boy, these people are all just fucking dummies. Yeah. Like there's not, it doesn't, you know, dispel the notion completely that you have to be brilliant or, you know, some whiz kid to find your way to producing elite media. So the guy used to do, uh, I can't, Scarborough Country. Okay. The that was, Joe, uh, yeah, Joe when it was, when it was, yeah. And that was like conservative talk on MSNBC. Mm-hmm. And then there was, uh, uh, he did Colbert. Like he's been the producer for CNN or for CBS's Colbert product. And now he goes in to replace, uh, David Zucker, who I gather, I didn't do a whole lot of backstory on this, but was really successful as the head of CNN, but like had sex with his number two in command. Isn't it Jeff? Is it Jeff? Yeah, Jeff Zucker. So. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he didn't. Um, I don't think there was like a a forced situation. I don't even know that there was really like a using my position to force or to cajole you to have sex with me. But he was having sex with somebody that worked for him, so he got fired. Yeah, that was an interesting aspect of uh, you know. Again, if it is a real woman tweeting out that thing and hearing. Like a lady be like, this is why I chose to send the internet guy pictures of my butthole. Like I just, I always, I only see that from a male perspective and assume that something's been done wrong by the male. And maybe, you know, like whenever you read the thing, you're like, "Ah, I don't feel entirely comfortable with every point of this. But hearing the woman be like, you know, like... She's just she whatever she's describing her own agency. It's it's just very interesting and not a perspective I would have otherwise had. And so you know, if the uh, woman that slept with uh, Zucker wants to write a similar tweet thread, I'll read it. Yeah, I don't know. I I didn't like I said I didn't do too much research on that, so maybe it's a lot worse than I thought. Um, but it seemed like the sort of thing that I didn't know you'd get fired for. Um, but it's a new day. The guy was really successful, and most of the staffers liked him. Mm-hmm. So tough situation for Chris Licht to come into. But also the guy's a fucking buffoon. Mm-hmm. And he talks – like I was trying to think over the last couple of days of how to explain this to you, but I just – I think if you're the type of person who actually says things like, oh, okay, I asked him to explain his mission to me as plainly as possible. Journalism being trusted. Everyone has an agenda trying to shape events or shape thought. There has to be a source of absolute truth. There's good actors. There's bad actors. There's a lot of shit in the world. There has to be able to, there has to be something that you're able to look at and go, they have no agenda other than the truth. Like that 
honestly sounds like what 19-year-old journalism students think. Yeah. Like, has this guy existed for the last 20 years? Does he know that he sells ads? Like, I don't, whole, I don't like, think there's any way he thinks that he is that. He just thinks it'd be advantageous if he said, if he gave that answer, right? I don't know, man. I mean, his whole bit is that, like, they're going to be the truth. And that they're, and that Great. that's why they've, like, tacked to the right. At least that's how it looks because they're like, hey, maybe we were a little too, like, caught up in you know, being the antidote to the cult of personality to Trump. So, you know, we're not going to be the ones who, when he says something kind of mean, we're going to, you know, get all over it. We're just going to get into the facts and fact-checking him. And, like, cool. I'm not even saying this is, like, some sort of, uh, like, you know, post-truth digital media ecosystem take. There is no such thing as the truth. Like, in most yeah. of these sorts of conversations that they're having, I mean— there's just not like, and also, uh, anyways, I don't, I'm not smart enough to explain what I think about this, but it's absurd that this guy is running CNN and actually says things like, we're going to be the objective, absolute truth. Like you're, these are human beings who are conveying these pieces of information and they are backed by ads. They're backed by commercials. Like how dumb do you have to be to be like, we're going to be the first completely unbiased I just think it's so, so arrogant and dumb, really. It's just dumb. Yeah, and it's also just like, like even, you know, let's say that he does believe all these things. He's actually got a pretty coherent, like, system. And, you know, like, if, if you sit down and talk with him, it all makes sense. Like, what does that even mean? Like, you know, he, he the guy who replaced you know, Zucker got fired, but it's not like everyone else got fired. It's still all the same VPs. And those VPs, like, they don't even talk to anyone who's actually, like, doing the work. You know, like, they, they, they talk to the managers of the people who are doing the work. So, like, you know, the, the average CNN employee is never going to meet this guy. So, like, what is CNN being affected? Like, what's changing about CNN? Just because, like, this person shows up to work now instead of whoever. And, like, you know, he answers the emails instead of Zucker answering the emails. Like, yeah, I don't know, man. Well, I guess like his bit was that, well, and this is where you get into the nitty gritty of just how fucked they are and how it's all about Trump, which is they think they're basically saying we want to try to attract Republicans who think that we're uh, like <laughs> Great that, we, idea. that we're too far to the left because we were too hard on Trump while also trying to keep his own people there who know that that's insane doing that work, right? Like, so I think they describe it as like, he's got a two front war. So he's trying to win back Republicans. So he's got to have these shit for brain conspiracy theorists on his network. And he's got to have them on because he's like, oh, you know, this shows that we're, we're not just a leftist media arm and we're not just, you know, um, eating up what the, you know, big D Democratic Party has fed us for decades, and that's the way that most, you know, prestige media organizations work. We're going to cater to the Republicans, and uh, also we're going to be the network of truth. Well, seven out of ten of these people believe that Donald Trump won the election. A lot of them believe, like, crazier shit than that. I mean, there's a lady in government that believes that she believes in Jewish space lasers. Like, and just, like, none of them want the truth they they don't want like anything that's like presented in the way that cnn is going to present so like i you know i can see the upside 
of uh, screaming for a couple hours about how like Oscar Mayer is woke. Just like picking, you know, any of the big companies, you know, uh, Oscar Mayer never did anything specifically. Uh, Lando Lakes has. That was fucking great. I enjoyed the Lando Lakes is too woke. Uh, you yeah, know, but just like just, times. just go through one of them, you know, like just walk down a fucking aisle in Tom Thumb, uh, grab a couple things off the shelf and then just fucking shriek about how uh, the left is uh, bringing down these great institutions. Uh, that is like, that is clear entertainment value. Uh, to be frank, I'm, uh, you know, get more and more mad at myself every day that I didn't take advantage of Tucker while I had the chance. Uh, but like, who thinks that like CNN just like, uh, getting it right on the facts is something that you want to watch. That doesn't sound good. No, it doesn't. And there's also no way to get it right on the facts and have those people on. Yeah. By the way, you must have missed the news that the uh, they converted actually the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. Now it's just an inverted post-op penis. <laughs> <laughs> that is too woke. In my the guy drives around. But yeah, so I mean a fucking child can see that this entire philosophical tactical approach that this guy is espousing is flawed at its core. Like what <laughs> It's just so it's so amazing to me that this guy can get promoted being like, you know, we're too far to the left. We're going to have people on. We're going to have Republicans on and we're going to we're going to hold their feet to the fire, though. Like these people are going to body you down low because they don't care about that. Like and they don't want to say that. That's the thing is that none of these these people who run these networks don't want to say like or at least this one. He doesn't want to say like, yeah, fuck, this is crazy. Like it's insane. These are not normal people. We should not treat them as just like the opposition to a normal political party. Like they're insurgents. So the funniest part of the whole thing, and there's a lot of them, um, including the excerpt I saw was going viral is, I mean, let's back up a little bit. It's so fucking dumb. This guy let this reporter follow him around for six months. Like he had to apologize (laughs) for this on Friday. Like, you know, your ratings are in the tank. You have a mutiny on your hands. Half of your staff, if not more, is loyal to the old guy, and they're both back and forth planting stories in the news about, uh, you know, a, a coup. And your best answer to that is like, why don't I just give unfettered access to this reporter from the Atlantic for six months and let him be involved in every conversation I have and every decision I make? That'll probably help. Hey, like this, listen, this is- <laughs> I didn't think that I was going to have magazine articles written about me before, and now they will, so... It's kind of big for me. I hope that everyone understands. Which actually comes up because tell me how like Kindle this is that at a holiday dinner uh, for the DC uh, employees, he went around the private room, shook hands, spoke briefly with each person and then sat down and spent the whole dinner looking at his phone. Nice. And they were all expecting him to like get up and give like a speech. You know, hey, I'm in town. You know, I don't see the DC boys uh, that often. Like you guys are doing a great job and here's what we're going to do. And instead, he sat there, looked at his phone. It says, it became so awkward that the guests began texting one another, wondering if there was some crisis unfolding with an international bureau. When a pair of them caught a glimpse of Lick's phone, they could see that he was reading a critical story about him and Puck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that have as your family, did they give you the opportunity to uh, dive into season three of I Think You Should Leave? I've seen like the first three episodes. 
Well, yeah, it's it's just the opening sketch. Of, uh, you know, I'm gonna argue hard, but if <laughs> right. I don't like how it's going, I'm gonna oh, look, look at my phone. <laughs> <laughs> gets out like the fucking uh, like the uh, the extension cord with like eight outlets to plug in his charger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think my mom might be sick. <laughs> yeah it's basically this yeah he's just reading an article so yeah you're right i mean the guy obviously is just like hey people will write articles about me now um but the whole scene surrounding and i'll end with this the whole scene surrounding the trump town hall is kind of like what this article is built around yeah um <laughs> no way because because <laughs> this guy was like building this at his as his like uh i need a hit right yeah like I need a rainmaker moment and this is what we're going to do. We're going to have Trump. We're going to have Susan. Is her, what's her name? Some Susan Collins? Not Susan Collins. That's an old. No, Caitlin. Yeah. Caitlin Clark. That can't be right. She's got Caitlin, a wet jump shot and a bunch of questions. Caitlin, Caitlin Collins. Oh. Uh, which apparently then like they moved Don Lemon to, to mornings before they fired him. There's a cool. whole Don Lemon thread in here that's also amazing, but I'm not even gonna I'm not gonna spend much time on that. But I've always uh, felt embarrassed to admit this because everyone else is yelling so fervently about it, but I'm not real sure who Don Lemon is. If you asked me to pick him out of a lineup, I'd struggle. I, you know, whenever you're telling me you move the mornings, I'm like, oh yeah, man, yeah, yeah. You missed out <laughs> big time because uh, the last like three New Year's Eves, which I believe on all of them, I've done nothing. Mm -hmm. um, and I just watched Don Lemon. Last year, they made him dial it back. But the two years before that, dude, he would get fucked up on television. That's and like nice. the other people around him would drink too. Like he wasn't alone, but he was just like, I don't care. Like I do not care. And he would, and he's, he would start talking That's about cool. his love life and his boyfriend. And then he would like swerve over into like, Really like boilerplate uh, Black Lives Matter type stuff, but he was hammered. It was awesome. They should let him do that every day. Yeah. Uh, you want some fucking ratings. I'll That's tell so you much what. better than the truth. Yeah, no doubt. And so, God, how great would it be if it was just a channel where 24 hours you had drunk people going over the hot topics? Yeah, and but it's people you know, though. Like, yeah. I don't want to just get, like, some random whatever. Like, I just want, you know, to grab, I don't know. Well-known alcoholics. Get, <laughs> yeah, get Dana Carvey or who, whoever and just tell them. Anyone like, who's these, been on Celebrity Rehab. Yeah, these three hours, you're you're sauced, you know? And just, hey, throw Man, something at them. Man, fucking you know? like, China. Yeah, like, and, hey, there's a guy that was uh, at sea in a boat for, like, 80 days and no one could find him. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Man, what's he doing? Yeah, so, so, uh, but back to the Trump Town Hall, like it opens with that and it weaves it throughout. Uh, as we all know, it was not a hit for CNN. It was, uh, this kind great, of a, but kind, go of, ahead. kind of a low point in the city or in the uh, network's like reputations history. Um, because it was fucked from the start, right? Like they get Caitlin Collins up there. She's kind of like their, she's their next big thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so they set out all these rules and there's actually a part where uh, Trump is talking like they have quotes from Trump's people on it because they agreed to let him basically stalk the crowd. Like if you've we've played clips from it, it's not just like a normal Republican debate. Yeah. 
it's a MAGA crowd and it's a young MAGA crowd. Yeah. And they agreed to that. They agreed to a whole bunch of other shit. And at one point, like Trump remarked like to his people, like, why the fuck are they doing this? <laughs> like, <laughs> even he's like, this is yeah. so dumb. But they said uh, all Trump could figure was just that they needed the ratings so bad that they were just going to let him go out there and do whatever he wanted for an hour and a half. And that's basically what ended up happening. They said yeah, it's, that, it sounds like that is the situation you're describing. Yeah. They said that, uh, I don't have the exact article pulled up, but I'll paraphrase that, uh, what you don't think about is like that, uh, they go to break on those things, you know, it's live. <laughs> I can't imagine <laughs> the fucking break, dude. But they go to break. Okay, I did. I did highlight this part. Uh, God, we're fucking this up. We're fucking this up. Uh, Colin, standing in for the villainous elites who dared to question the protagonist's virtues, was cast as the heel. She's not very nice. Trump told the studio audience, pointing toward Collins while she stood just <laughs> off stage during the first commercial break. It's like you guys want to boo her coming back? She they go to break, sucks. and she goes over to talk to her producers, and he just stays out there and works the crowd. <laughs> God, He's like, I don't have to talk to anybody. There. Who am I going to go talk to? I'm the guy. I don't uh, even need him. Yeah. I don't <laughs> need a corner. I just need you folks. Come back you out You folks here. to boo her. At one point, when she and Trump assumed their marks on stage after another commercial break, <laughs> Collins politely reminded him not to step past the giant red CNN logo in front of them. Trump responded by gesturing as though he might stomp on it. The crowd roared in approval. <laughs> this rules. Like if you you know the you know like the the viral TikTok or Vine of the guy like kind of pretending to kill himself that you yeah, see sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Where he's like, ah, uh, yeah. like he's gonna go over the balcony with the bleach. Like Trump is they're telling him, like, you've got to stay on that side of that logo. And he's like, ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Or like, like uh, it feels like the energy of uh, Calvin pissing on the uh, Chevy logo. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. And it's like the same thing that our kids do, right? You're like, not past there. And they'll like walk up to it, put their foot Ooh. over and look at you right in the eye. Like, what the fuck are you going to do about it? And that's exactly what he did to them the entire Dude, fuck night. fuck that logo. Yeah. Okay. Fuck that I don't logo, even care. Man, I'll tell you. So, yeah. Uh, then... <laughs> like he catches up, the reporter catches up with Chris afterward, and he's like, "So how do you think it went?" And he's like, "Well, people are talking about it. Pe people are people are talking about it." Hey, and, there's only yeah. one CNN show we've done a podcast about in years. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um. So, anyways, there's a couple of other funny parts in there. Like, it seems odd that uh, he actually says at one point that his bosses. David Zaslav, I think, is the CEO of Warner right. Brothers Discovery. Yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got laser focus on Zaslav at all times. If you, need, if you ever need a Zaslav update, just hit me. What's his bit? Uh, just he seems to walk into stuff a lot. He was the, you know, I mean, he whenever Discovery bought Warner, he was like the head of Discovery. So he's like, you know, Shark Week man. And now, you know, like fucking Oppenheimer movie is him. You know, like... Uh, said something about uh, Clint Eastwood. I had ex exclusive coverage of this on the Dirtbag Culture Hour. Uh, oh, 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 oh. I think this was reported elsewhere. Uh, but someone was, like, they, they have always, you know, like, Eastwood's a Warner guy. 
and so they were talking about some, you know, they were going to let him direct another movie. And uh, Zaslav was like, uh, what the fuck are we doing? And someone was like, it's Clint Eastwood and we're Warner. And he's like, it's called show business, folks, not show friends. Oh, I like that. Yeah, it's very original. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Licht has said that his bosses, including Zaslav, have told the, uh, him that the reason that they want this search for the truth from CNN is that they're a reputational brand, mm-hmm. which just means you're going to get fired soon. <laughs> like, yeah. That's, and how, again, how dumb do you have to be if you're that guy to believe that? Which also it's incongruent with the idea of them tacking to the right and or the center, the right actually, because the only reason you would do that is to make money. If somehow you've conceived of that as being a programming uh, strategy that's going to make more profit. Otherwise, why are you doing it? It doesn't help anybody. And the reputational stuff, that's just like the kind of things that like executives got to say something. And they more than that, they just have to think things. When, like, really, they serve no purpose whatsoever. Uh, Like, who the fuck is, like, watching Batman and is like, you know what adds to my enjoyment of this? Knowing that fucking CNN is a straight shooter. (laughs) I just like taking in media from, you know, like, people that are just associated with good brands. Yeah, you just have your, you just, like... You wear your your Warner Brothers Discovery letter jacket every day. Yeah, like, I just like yeah. what they do, man. I just, I like, they, got a, they, they got one of the best corporate cultures. Yeah, the portfolio is really unmatched if you think about it from news. Again, it all just sounds like Kindle. Yeah. Uh, so I can't remember what I was going to say about that. But anyways, yeah, he uh, the guy's fucked. He's definitely not going to be there much longer. Like I said, he had to apologize uh, he told staffers that he didn't recognize himself in the 15,000-word profile story <laughs> at The Atlantic. You never want to say that about someone yeah. who's a piece that was six months of reporting close yeah. to you. Pretty exhaustive. Yeah. Boy, and I, like, I kind of thought I was cool. There's I'm reading part, this. And <laughs> they follow him to his trainer's office. Or not his trainer's office. His trainer's gym, which is like one of these you know Manhattan elite trainers. Nice. And uh, he is like doing... You know, I you know I don't I'm gonna judge here. I don't think the reporter really works out. Like he's describing some pretty basic personal training exercises, and at one point, um, where he's like really kind of putting him through it, uh, and he was down from his like peak. He said he was like 225, and he made the the vow like I'm not locked in enough, so no drinking during the week, no breakfast and workout every day, no breakfast. That's not good. Yeah, you should eat breakfast later, maybe, but you shouldn't just not eat breakfast. And he actually said at one point to the reporter, Zucker ain't doing this shit. <laughs> Dude, his dick, it doesn't get that hard. I'm fucking <laughs> like a rock, okay? That's what you need to know about me. <sighs> so anyways, that's what's going on in the, in the I world did have, of the media. Uh, I did have one hot topic I wanted to quick hit with you, a little something in okay. the news. Uh, I technically never took a class from this person, but it's better if I call it my history teacher. Uh, so I just want to tell you that my uh, history teacher's dad died. Uh, I guess this was technically or today's Monday. Fuck. So yeah, this morning my uh, history teacher's dad died. He uh, killed himself. He was found inside his cell in ADX Florence, where he'd been uh, staying since 2002 for 
work uh, leaking the worst secrets that the American government has ever given up uh, inadvertently to uh, the Soviet Union. He did that over the course of about 25 years. And, and he didn't uh, know he was getting played? No, he knew full well, dude. Oh, okay. Uh, like he fucking, like, in, in, he worked for the FBI and went to them on his own, like, walked into, I think it was in New York. There was, like, some, like, a uh, Russian union, like, dock workers, some shit like that, you know? Uh, there was well known to be a front for Soviet intelligence in America and was just like, Hey, how much, how much will you guys pay? I got some good stuff. You just give me money. I'll just tell you everything we know. Uh, gave up the identities of KGB agents that were double agents who were then fucking pulled back to the country, fucking tortured and killed. Um, the Soviet embassy uh, moved like in, in Washington, like their, their building in Washington. And whenever it moved, the Americans bought the house across the street, dug a tunnel underneath, uh, and the tunnel cost millions and millions and millions of dollars. Like, the whole operation was just fucked. Like, the FBI didn't really know how to build a tunnel like that. Uh, and it's it's hard. Like, I would have thought, you know, like, I've, I have long said that I would like to buy the house next door and then build a tunnel under it, connected by a secret uh, bookcase kind of thing. Um, and it turns out that's all harder than you would think. It, it leaked to shit, but then they, uh, they didn't get a thing. The FBI never learned one single thing from the, uh, tunnel under the Soviet, uh, embassy because <laughs> before it was done being built, he had, uh, for money told them that it was being built. Uh, I love it. pretty amazing stuff. And, I just uh, found the New York times article about it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a movie. It's called breach. It's about Robert Hansen. That's the guy's name. Now, did you, how did, did this come up like early and often? Uh, it was like whispered around campus, you know, like if, if the teacher's name came up, someone would be like, did you know her dad's the biggest spy in American history? <laughs> Which I don't know, man. I always like, like, it really does bring quite a bit of shame on your family. <laughs> Seeing it through that lens of like, I only heard about the story because I was aware of the, one of his children. Uh, I don't know, dude. That's a, that's a weird deal. Like, you're, it, he made, I think, uh, $1.4 million was the estimate in uh, what in total the Soviets paid him for the secrets he gave them. And feels I'm like just the, letting you know, it's not enough. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just just like if you take out the family stuff, just spending fucking 2002 until now in ADX Florence, I'm not taking 1.4 million for that. Kind of surprised you can kill yourself there. I'm also surprised you can kill yourself there. And we do have a history of uh, casting a little bit of an eye at people who die in prison cells. But yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, surely if there was anything nefarious, they would have gotten to him at some point in the other 20 years that he was there. Yeah, there's so, no way the queue was that long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I so wonder when she was born. The daughter? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Because it says, and see, this is also, I'm not trying to make it a front to your religious affiliation. I, I was I was about to bring up this aspect, so go okay. ahead. Well, just that it, I don't know, hopefully it's the same one. In 1980, he confessed to his wife and to a priest. Not just the priest, <laughs> Opus Dei. What is that? It's like uh, the Da Vinci Code secret sect. It's very okay. conservative. It's like the the far right edge of the <laughs> Catholic movement. 
you just you just but I guess that guy whoever was affiliated with Opus Day kept their word. <laughs> yeah, and like never gave him up. Yeah. Yeah, you know. I mean, I I remember whenever confession was being explained to us as a kid that we were like, so if we tell you stuff, are you going to tell other people? And they were like, well, if it's child abuse or like sexual abuse, we're required by Texas law to tell someone within 48 hours. <laughs> like, unfortunately, they put a thing in there about that would. one. They no, made I mean, us they, do that. <laughs> they were kind of like, you know, we'll see what happens when it comes up. They, they were just like outlining that it would be a bit of a conflict for them. Uh, it, but they were, it seemed to be implied that like everything except for that, like we're a fucking steel lockbox. But yeah, if, if, if you mean to tell me that, uh, you know, the children of an Opus Dei member ended up teaching at my university, <laughs> well, I can't say that I'm especially shocked. That's sort of what it's there for. So damn, man. I'm trying to think of just what life like. I wonder what what she knew when she knew it. Did she not know until two thousand one? Has to be type nothing. thing. Yeah, because the, yeah. the 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 mom walked in on him. Yeah, uh, and that was how he ended up confessing. But then the article says like he was more careful after that. Like he stopped for like a while, and then yeah, I I man, I bet that the kids don't know it. I mean, parents keep smaller secrets than that from their kids all the time. Yeah. Well, that is a good hot topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a little throwing it around the horn with hot topics. Anyways. All right. Enjoy the beach. Yep. I'll see you, homie. See ya. That's it for tonight. The high school special is next, so until tomorrow. For everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.